If you have a lot of hope around the way in which AI could support your fundraising, your motivation is likely going to be higher, which is going to allow you to try and test and look for a number of different AI solutions, not necessarily just the easiest one to implement and use right away. Hey, my name is Mallory, and I'm obsessed with helping leaders in the nonprofit space raise money and run their organizations differently. What the Fundraising is a space for real and raw conversations to both challenge and inspire you. Not too long ago, I was in your shoes, uncomfortable with fundraising and unsure of my place in this sector. It wasn't until I started to listen to other experts outside of the fundraising space that I was able to shift my mindset and ultimately shift the way I show up as a leader. This podcast is my way of blending professional and personal development so we as a collective inside the nonprofit sector can feel good about the work we are doing. Join me every week as I interview some of the brightest minds in the personal and professional development space to help you fundamentally change the way you lead and fundraise. I hope you enjoy this episode, so let's dive in. Welcome, everyone. I am doing a solo episode today all about AI and fundraising. It is sort of hilarious that I am doing an episode about AI and technology in general because I have been very transparent over the years about my own discomfort with technology and data as it relates to nonprofit fundraising and really just in general. But Maybe you've heard at this point that I'm hosting the first ever fundraising AI global summit that is all about the responsible use in fundraising. That is happening on October 23rd and 24th. Our sponsors of this episode, iWave, are also generous sponsors of that event. And so I've been getting a ton of questions about AI and fundraising and the intersection and why I'm involved in it in general, what it has to do with my work and what I focus on in terms of improving the lives of fundraisers. So I wanted to answer all of my frequently asked questions about AI and fundraising and the summit and the background around why I'm focusing on this right now and trying to help push this conversation forward in our sector. So if you are feeling totally overwhelmed about AI, if you're wondering what AI even is, if you are feeling like, oh my gosh, we got to get some AI, but I don't even know where to start, wherever you're at in your journey, around thinking about the intersection of your fundraising and AI, this is for you. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go through some of the frequently asked questions that I have been getting over these last few months as I've dove into this subject area, and I'm going to answer them really transparently. I'm going to bring you behind the scenes a little bit into my thinking behind this, into how we've put together the summit, et cetera. So let's dive in. So the first thing that people ask me is how the heck I got involved in fundraising AI in general. What happened? Why is this a part of my work right now? So I went to a meeting at AFP Icon in New Orleans this year, which brought together 40 or more thought leaders to talk about the responsible use of AI in fundraising. And during that meeting, there was a lot of conversation, especially in the tech space around what nonprofits needed to be doing, what technology they needed to be using, and how we were going to get nonprofits to adopt 
AI in responsible and ethical ways because ChatGPT had recently exploded and all of a sudden there was all of this attention on AI like there never had been before. And if you know anything about me, you know that I am a fiercely protective of the sector and really protective of fundraisers in general. So when I started to hear the conversation happening, I didn't think it was particularly rooted in what small to mid-sized nonprofits were really dealing with. It was talking as though AI was this already accepted tool and resource in our industry, that it was something that fundraisers and nonprofit leaders already knew uh, enough about. And it was a lot of people in the room were positioning it from a place around adoption. While there were some very strong and clear advocates that were like, whoa, 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 like, how do we make sure this is happening in responsible and ethical ways? Because this is happening really quickly and there's a lot at stake. And so how do we make sure to move forward in responsible ways? And so I started to try to represent what I felt like was the heart and the voice and the overwhelm of small nonprofits. And it seems like I volunteered my insights one too many times and volunteered to help move the conversation forward. So out of that meeting, there were two primary priorities that came up. One was to create a a framework around the responsible use of AI. And the other was to create a summit to bring together really at a grassroots level, thought leaders and experts in this area who could educate both nonprofit leaders and on the ground fundraisers, but also consultants and platforms about what it looks like for us to be responsibly and ethically adopting AI. And so since June, really, of 2023, we have launched the first ever responsible AI framework. You can learn more about that at fundraising.ai. And then we launched the summit, where you can find more information about the summit at fundraising.ai backslash summit. You should definitely sign up. It's free. It's going to be amazing. And I ended up sort of taking over the organizing of the summit. And a lot of people are wondering, why? (laughs) Especially as somebody who's not a technologist, how did I get so deeply involved in this work? And so we, I had some non-negotiables when I was thinking about whether or not I wanted to be involved in this. I really wanted the summit to be a truly educational opportunity for nonprofits in particular. I wanted it to be brand agnostic. So I wanted all of the different tech companies in our sector or as many as possible to come together and get behind it and support it. I didn't want it to be something that was just sponsored by or promoted by one company that then became this marketing engine for a single company in our space. The stakes around AI are incredibly high and our sector is either going to improve together or face challenges together or face really dire circumstances together. And AI in particular holds the key to both being an enabler, but also leading to tremendous amount of overwhelm and burnout and problems. And so it felt like this place where we as an ecosystem really needed to put our brands and our businesses aside and come together to talk about and figure out how we support fundraisers in this, how we protect the sector from some of the risks associated with AI, and how we really move through this in a responsible, ethical, inclusive way. 
And so my work in general, when people ask me what I do, and am I a fundraising consultant? And yes, I am. And I'm an executive coach, and I'm trained in habit and behavior design. But my North Star is really to improve the lives of fundraisers. And my work really sits at the intersection of fundraiser overwhelm and enablement, both understanding the tremendous amount of pressure that fundraisers are under, how overwhelmed they feel jumping from one thing to another, being responsible for outsized expectations. And then I also see the potential in helping to enable fundraisers, both by helping them decrease their overwhelm and deal with what's happening inside their brains and bodies that are creating resistance to fundraising. But also, I think really critically a lot about What does it take to really enable fundraisers to do their jobs as well as possible? And for me, AI and the development of AI, particularly the explosion of generative AI, and if you're like, okay, Mallory, I don't even know the difference, that's what the summit is for. We're going to define all this. So if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I need like the 101, like definitely come to the summit. But even with the boom that we've seen around chat GPT, and truly we've seen a lot of technology companies that typically did not talk about AI, all of a sudden integrating AI into their products and services in different ways. And so with this boom in marketing around AI, with every business under the sun telling you that you should be using AI to optimize and be more efficient and do this better and blank, 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 it's creating this moment where, yes, some of these tools will definitely make your lives easier. They will enable you to get more emails out to funders or to be able to figure out which funders to prioritize, or they will help you write content and copy when you're stuck, or they'll help you be able to decrease your word count on that grant application that's asking for 250 characters and you're losing your mind trying to get it to fit into 250 characters. Yes, these tools can be incredibly helpful, incredibly enabling. But when we experience a lot of confusion around them and when we experience a lot of language that makes us feel less than or not good enough unless we get this thing, what ends up happening is that our sympathetic nervous system gets activated, we go into overwhelm and paralysis, and that is not enabling at all. And so the reason I've gotten involved in this AI conversation, one is because I think it has huge implications for the future of fundraising in general, but also because I believe that the technology sits directly at that intersection between overwhelm and enablement and how we navigate this space right now and how I help you navigate this space right now is going to have a huge impact on whether or not this is actually beneficial technology for your organization or just another thing that makes you feel like you can't do it all. So there's a lot of background around why I'm hosting the summit, what I think about the use of AI, what this has to do with my work in general. So let me answer a few of the other questions that have come up over these last few weeks. So one of the things that people have been wondering, which is such a great question, is how the conversation about AI fits into the work that I do around fundraising, habit design, and behavior change. So I want to talk about this specifically because it double clicks a little bit on the overwhelm and enablement piece, but I think it's really interesting to look at the use of AI and AI tools through the framework of behavior change. So 
As you know, if you've listened to any of my podcasts before about this, I got trained under Dr. BJ Fogg, who created the Fogg Behavior Model for Understanding Habit Design and Behavior Change. The model helps us understand that in order for behavior to happen, three things need to come together at a moment in time, enough motivation to take an action, the ability to take an action, and a prompt to take the action. So in order for us to take any action at any time, we need enough motivation to take the action, we need the ability to take that action, and we need to be prompted to take that action. So let's think about this through the lens of a number of different fundraising tasks, right? Let's say you need to make a thank you call to a donor. And so the first thing that happens is you have a prompt that pops up in your CRM system that reminds you that this donor just made their first donation and you should make a thank you call to them. Okay, so the prompt is there. Then if you have, if that prompt pops up with the donor's phone number, they have made the ability very easy, right? Assuming you have a phone in front of you and their phone number is right there in front of you, you have a pretty easy ability to be able to get over the action line, right? Because this is happening on a bell curve and you should look this up, Google this if you want to see what this looks like. But then we move to motivation. Do you have enough motivation to take that action right now? Do you have enough motivation to make the phone call right now? And so motivation is interesting because motivation is the relationship between hope and fear. Hope drives motivation up and fear drives motivation down. So why does this matter when it comes to making a thank you call? Well, turns out a lot of people, and this was true for me, myself included for a long time, are afraid of picking up the phone and making a call, even if it's a kind thank you call because they don't want to bother the person. They're worried the person might get mad that they called them out of the blue. They don't want to catch them at the wrong time. And so actually motivation when it comes to making a thank you call can get pretty low. And so you really want to, in a situation where motivation is particularly low or maybe fear is high, which decreases motivation, the easier you can make that action, the better. And so how does this fit into AI? So AI actually can help with all three of the elements of creating behavior change. It can impact ability, motivation, and a prompt, right? So AI can be built into automations that help create prompts and make prompts or nudges at the right time for you. AI can both improve your ability to be able to do something. Maybe it makes something easier to do by giving you a draft of an email that you're going to send out in advance, right? AI does that for you, which makes the ability to ultimately send that email easier. That's one way that AI can impact ability. Another way that AI can impact ability, when I think about iWave in particular, using a technology like iWave helps you understand the right amount to ask different donors for. And so that actually helps you prompt donors with the right ability amount. Because if you ask a donor to make a donation of $25,000 and they have no ability to do that, then no matter how high their motivation is and no matter the fact that you prompted them, they still won't actually be able to make a gift. So using an AI tool like that to prompt donor behavior, to influence donor behavior can be particularly helpful to make sure you're making the action easy for the donor to do, and you're making sure that you're falling in their ability level to do it. 
AI also can impact motivation. And this is where I actually think it has the ability to impact motivation in both positive and negative ways. So if you are feeling way too overwhelmed about AI, if you're like, I don't understand how this works, this is feeling like a really scary black box, it's creating a lot of fear in you, then it's likely decreasing your motivation to use AI tools, no matter how much easier those tools would make your life. So this is a place to really pay attention. If you're feeling yourself resistant to trying different tools, to starting to play in this space a little bit, if you're noticing that there's a tremendous amount of resistance there, the thing to talk, to ask yourself about is, okay, where is the fear coming from? What are the things that make me the most nervous about using a tool like AI? And then I'll talk in a few minutes about things that you can do to address some of those fears and to maybe overcome some of that resistance so that you could start to explore how tools like this might actually improve your fundraising and improve your life as a fundraiser. But that's the place to really pay attention with motivation. If you have a lot of hope around the way in which AI could support your fundraising, your motivation is likely going to be higher, which is going to allow you to try and test and look for a number of different AI solutions, not necessarily just the easiest one to implement and use right away. But that will give you the ability to think a little bit more clearly and creatively and proactively if you're feeling that sense of hope. But if you're feeling a lot of fear and a lot of dread, that's what's going to lead you to AI overwhelm and burnout and paralysis and perfectionism. So when we think about the habit and behavior design tools, both being used to inspire donor behavior, but also being used to inspire your behavior, you want to think about, am I not dipping my toe into AI because of my fears around it? Am I not dipping my toe into AI because I don't know how to use it and it's an ability issue? Or am I just not getting prompted or invited to use AI, which I think at this point is highly unlikely because I don't know how anybody is opening a computer these days without having something pushed to them around AI. So that's just one way to think about how this conversation of AI fits in to the habit and behavior change models so that If it's either for you, for your staff members, for your donors, if you're wanting to get over the action line or get your donors over the action line or get your staff members over the action line, you want to be thinking about this relationship between ability, motivation, and prompt and start to try to identify where there might be challenges. Anytime that you're struggling to get over the action line or when a behavior isn't happening that you want to happen, either from your donors, yourself, or your staff members, these are the questions you want to ask yourself. The first thing you want to ask yourself is, was there a prompt for me to take that action? Was there a prompt for me to take that action? The second thing then you want to ask is, how can I make that action easier to do? How can I make the action easier to do? So this could be with any fundraising action. And that's why this is incorporated into the AI conversation, because sometimes the answer to that question, how can I make this action easier to do, is actually enabled by AI. But then the third question you want to ask, let's say you've made the action as easy as possible to do. You're using the right tools to make that action as easy as possible to do. You've simplified it and you know made your expectations easy as possible to do. And then you want to look at motivation. And that's the relationship between hope and fear and how you can increase hope and decrease fear. So this goes for both like how you use and implement AI tools, how you make decisions about 
purchasing or incorporating AI tools, how you deal with behaviors that you're trying to encourage your donors to make. These are the questions anytime with any behavior, whether it's adoption, utilization, or inspiring the donors to give, anytime a behavior isn't happening that you want to happen, those are the three questions to ask yourself. Was there a prompt? How can you make the action easier to do? And how can you increase motivation, driving hope up, decreasing fear? Okay, let's move into the next question. So the next question you all wanted me to answer is a really good one. The person said, you know, you talk about shiny object syndrome a lot in the nonprofit sector and not just following shiny objects. Why don't you consider AI to be just another shiny object? So I think this is such a good question. The reality is, is that I think that AI can be treated like a shiny object. I think some people talk about AI as if it is a shiny object. A shiny object to me is something that is just going to come in and save the day and you should reroute your entire fundraising plan to do this thing and it's just going to make everything better instantly. And it's, it's a reaction. It's a way that our sympathetic nervous system, when we're in a chronic stress state, just like kind of bounces from thing to thing without really consciousness or thinking critically about whether or not that thing is the right thing for us. So I think AI can be treated like a shiny object, but I don't think it is one because the reality is, is AI isn't one thing. It is a tool and technology that is integrated into a lot of other different types of tools. And it's already here. There's no choice about whether or not you are going to use AI. You already are using AI. For many of you, you're using it in tools that you might not even realize are necessarily AI. This was true for me too. Grammarly, Canva, these are the tools that many of you are using to make certain parts of your jobs and lives easier they have AI inside of them, which is why it's really important to understand how to use AI responsibly, how to make sure all your privacy settings are on, how to make sure you're using it ethically, being really careful about where you're putting donor data, things we've talked about in other episodes in this series and that we're going to be talking about in depth at the summit. But AI isn't just another shiny object because it's not about like AI or what. You are going to be using AI It's just about bringing consciousness to actually identifying the tools that are going to help you solve the problems and pain points that you have. What I've been hearing from a lot of tech companies is that their customers, their clients are going to them and saying, hey, I, I heard that we need AI. So can like, how are you using AI? Can you give us some of your AI? Okay, in that situation, AI is a shiny object. You don't want to just be pursuing something because it has AI in it. You want to be thinking about these technology tools based on their ability to enable you as a fundraiser. Are they solving one of your top pain points? And so really the way to ensure that AI doesn't become a shiny object for you in particular is that you are thinking about, okay, what are some of our biggest challenges in fundraising right now? What are some things that would make those actions easier to do? do? What are tools that help us do those actions more easily or more simply. 
And then you can get curious about are any of them further enabled and improved by the use of AI. And so by starting with your actual problem and your actual pain point, it puts you on tech offense instead of tech defense, right? I don't ever want you to buy a technology or pursue a technology because you think you quote unquote should, or because all the marketing out there has told you that you're not a good enough fundraiser without it. It's about really starting from the place and position of what are the challenges that you're experiencing? If one of the biggest challenges you're experiencing is not knowing how to prioritize your donors or not knowing which of your donors have the capacity to be more invested or involved in your organization or trying to figure out in your donor database who has the highest affinity for your organization, well, that's a great example of how a tool like iWave helps you solve those particular problems. But we want you to be proactive in identifying the right technology for you, in identifying whether or not certain tools with AI or AI tools make the most sense for you based on you being really problem aware first around what's happening inside your organization, and then seeking out the tools that help you address those problems, that make the action easier to do, that help decrease your fear around taking those actions. Perhaps there are tools that help prompt you around the actions you need to be taking. So this piece actually led me into answering the next question, which somebody asked, how do I want fundraisers to be approaching AI decision making? And the truth of the matter is that I want them to be approaching it from the position of not just how can AI improve our fundraising, because that still starts with AI at the center. What needs to be at the center of your decision making around all these technology decisions is what are the problems that we're experiencing? What are the challenges that we're experiencing? And then solving for those. The problem is not that you don't have AI or the problem is not that you don't have technology. There's another problem, the purpose of having that technology or the purpose of having that AI. That's the underlying problem or challenge that you're facing. And then you can start to think through, okay, what are the different technologies? What are the different tools that can help me actually address those challenges to help us more effectively and efficiently fundraise? Okay, so I just gave you a lot of information in terms of the way that I am thinking particularly about the intersection of AI and fundraising, some background around why I'm hosting the first ever global summit on fundraising AI, thinking about the responsible and ethical use of AI, and how I want you to be thinking about your technology decisions around using AI or any type of technology or data tool, and how to make sure that you're really in a position of thinking critically about the challenges that you're facing and how to overcome those challenges and how to be a more embodied, emboldened, enable fundraiser and decrease your overwhelm. So I hope this has been helpful in thinking about how AI tools intersect with the behavior model that we talk about a lot on this episode, how to enable fundraisers, but also how to inspire donors and the intersection of that conversation with the use of AI tools, and then how you can start to proceed having this conversation or opening up more learning for your organization around the use of technology and AI tools. I hope you'll join me at the summit really soon as well, and there will be so many folks there who are much more technology experts than me. There will also be tons of 101 content as well. So even if some of what we talked about here 
felt a little bit over your head in terms of how you're thinking about or wondering about what is this whole AI thing, don't worry, that will all be covered at the summit. But I hope this gave you all, number one, answered the questions that a lot of you have been asking me or asking me to share the answers to publicly. That was my number one goal to give you a little insider scoop behind how I got involved in this in the first place and then how this conversation about the responsible use of AI intersects with my work around improving the lives of fundraisers and decreasing your overwhelm and increasing your enablement. So thank you so much for joining me. I hope today's episode inspired or challenged you to think differently. For additional takeaways, tips, show notes, and more about our amazing guests and sponsors, head on over to MalloryErickson.com backslash podcast. And if you didn't know, hosting this podcast isn't the only thing I do. Every day I coach, guide, and help fundraisers and leaders just like you inside of my program, the Power Partners Formula Collective. Inside the program, I share my methods, tools, and experiences that have helped me fundraise millions of dollars and feel good about myself in the process. To learn more about how I can help you, visit MalloryErickson.com backslash power partners. Last but not least, if you enjoyed this episode, I'd love to encourage you to share it with a friend you know would benefit or leave a review. I'm so grateful for all of you and the good hard work you're doing to make our world a better place. I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Hey you, I hope you're loving all the free value you're getting right now from our guest. And speaking of free value, I've raised millions in the nonprofit space without sacrificing my integrity or my alignment. And I'm sharing how I did it in my free webinar, how to harness the power of prioritization to raise more without burning out. Go to MalloryErickson.com backslash workshop to register for the free training right now. I cannot wait to see you there.